the New England Patriots. There are a lot of rumors, boys, that if Belichick comes back two and eight, they are going to fire his ass, and he will not be the Patriots coach, possible GM as well. The Colts are two-point favorites. All about the Balls Podcast! With Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Balls Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house with a trio of the ages. Chris Kameinhart and Luke Rule. Chris, glad to have you back. I know you're serving this fucking beautiful nation we call America. And, you know, the Saints have a big game this week. You know, way to honor America by playing the Minnesota Vikings and the new fucking hero of America, Josh Dobbs. So how are you feeling coming into this week? I'm feeling pretty good, Mark. Uh, Missed you boys last night. Had to do some stuff. You know, sit around, wait. But uh, actually nervous, nervous. Uh, the Vikings usually have the Saints name. I don't know what it is, but we struggle. And not to mention now they have a running quarterback, which the defense struggles with running quarterbacks. So, Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's traditionally running quarterback, but he, yeah, last week he definitely scrambled the ball pretty well against the Falcons defense. So we'll see uh, what he does at home, first home game as a Vikings quarterback. Luke, big division game for you guys, the Ravens hosting the Cleveland Browns. You're – First of your three uh, home division games now since you say you start on the road. So how are you feeling as you're about to host Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, I mean, feeling good. I mean, it's a big game to the top defenses in the NFL squaring off. So we'll see what, what offense can uh, get the defense's name this week. Yeah, you guys, will, I believe, what, won 27-3 to last time you guys played them? So Yeah, but no Deshaun Watson last time we played. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big, big matchup. Especially with Deshaun Watson in there now. It's going to change the game up for sure. going to be interesting for sure. But, boys, I know we have some busy nights, so let's knock this out. We have some predictions to do here. Let's preview these games. No Doc, by the way. He's still battling that that little uh, cold he's got on. It was not COVID. He said it was a a, a false test. So, he would have been picking first this week, boys. He did go 11-3 and and, um, straight up, and he was 9-5 and against the spread. So, pretty good. He's now 86-50. and straight up for the year and he's 70 63 and three against the spread chris you were nine and five so you're gonna be picking first because of the virtue of being first the previous week so yeah nine and five last week you're eight and six against the spread so pretty good spread this week we all had good spreads honestly um so now for the year you're 82 and 54 for the straight up year the spreads are coming back slowly 61 72 and three i went nine and five last week and nine and five against the spread so same record both ways, and I'm now 84 and 52, 71, 52 and three against the spread. And Luke's coming back to the pack, boys. He went seven and seven last week. He's now and also eight and six against the spread. So now he's tied with Doc at 80, 86 and 50 with Doc, and he's 70, 55 and one against the spread. So Chris, we're back in there, man. I'm two behind Luke and Doc. You're four behind. So we're all within arm's reach with little like halfway the season. We're on week ten. So come hey, don't call it a comeback. Don't come call it a comeback. Come we. Couple bad weeks for me. So Luke was on that fucking high horse, and now he's yeah. out on there hanging up the donkeys, uh, hanging out with Arnold my, Schwarzenegger's donkey. That's my, what you're yeah. doing, man. My my picks were even worse on the app, so <laughs> I switched it was them such off. A, it was such a rough week. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm like, yeah, I got five five right straight up in the app. Ooh, rough. I would love that one for this week, but no, I mean, I was looking. I was like, damn, we did pretty good against the spread. We all had a winning record, so like for a shit. And the same thing this week. This week's pretty tough too. I think. Uh, 
Very, very. Hey, everybody's I was very tough impressed. now. Everybody's tough now. It's everything's getting closer. Chris's survivor is going to start getting tougher because he used all those good teams in the beginning, and there's a guy that's got the there's a guy that's got the Bills, the Lions, and the Eagles still, and the Niners, I believe, too. So he he's, he picked a lot of like decent dogs or like decent guys, barely would you know think would win. So he's he's kind of in there. He he's got some good teams he can pick. So and he's got the Cowboys too this week. He can probably hey, pick those big teams get upsetted. Look at the Chiefs last week. Oh yeah, the previous week yeah when they lost yeah they lost the Broncos at in Denver. But boys, let's let's start it off here. We have what looks like possibly the return of Justin Fields. He was a participant in practice on Monday. So it's either going to be Justin Fields or Tyson Baget. We we know that he's the backup. The Chicago Bears are hosting the Carolina Panthers on Amazon Prime. The Bears are four point favorites. Chris coming into the week. Yeah, what a fucking shit way to fucking start <laughs> the NFL week. You know, battle of the first round picks. We have Justin Fields possibly coming back. Bryce Young looking absolutely terrible out there. Carolina's allowed thirty six point two points per game in their four road losses. So the defense is terrible. Not to mention they're losing two of their best defensive players right now, Burns and the other corner out there. And then big thing, DJ Moore, hey, this is a revenge game for him. Carolina traded him away, so I think DJ Moore is going to have a hell of a game right now. I have Bears 28, Panthers 17. You said 28-17? Yes, I did. I did, Mark. Yeah, Chris, I, I like you said, it's a revenge game for DJ Moore. Um, it's his first game against his former team that drafted him many years ago and I think he has a decent game with or without fields I think that Moore is going to have a pretty electric game for sure and I'm interested to see how fields does if he returns you know he's missed the last few weeks with a thumb injury finger injury whichever kind of finger it was that he hurt but it's Bryce Young's second primetime game too you know we saw him the first time against the Saints did not look impressive that that uh home you know primetime game so I think it's going to be a struggling game here for them as well I think the Bears defense will look a little better this week as they're playing a lackluster offense with the, the Panthers. Adam Thielen also didn't have a big game last week. The run game, we, we kind of got into that Chris on text. Pretty atrocious. Honestly, they're horrible. Uh, Chuba Herbert and Miles Sanders, they're just not the guys this year. And like you said, some injuries on the defensive side. I'm going to go the Chicago Bears 24-17. They cover the spread. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with both you guys. I, the fucking doesn't matter who's a quarterback for Chicago. I think Chicago's a better team overall than Carolina. Uh Bryce Young's still struggling. He threw three picks last week, too. So I'm going Chicago with a better defense over Carolina, uh, 21-17. Yeah, and Doc has the Bears 28-24, so he's going for a, a push right there. What was your score again? Look real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, I said 21-17. So same thing with you, Gay. So you and Luke, you and Doc right there with the spread, but hey. Ugly game, boys. Ugly game for sure. Way to start us off for the week. So, but moving on to the last international game of the year. Thank God, no more waking up early after this game for any regular season games. We have the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Frankfurt, Germany to play the host home team, is what you like to call it, the New England Patriots. There are a lot of rumors, boys, that if Belichick comes back two and eight. They are going to fire his ass, and he will not be the Patriots coach, possible GM as well. The Colts are two-point favorites. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. The Colts the Colts are the team that kind of started the deflategate controversy. So it'd be funny to see if the Colts are the one to end the Bill Belichick reign over in New England. But I don't think that it's going to end. 
I think somehow Bill Belichick's going to get the team to rally and at least squeak out a close one here out of Patriots 20, Colts 17. Yeah, it's one of these games, boys, where it's just not a very impressive game. The Colts offense last week, they did not really do much against the Panthers and Carolina. And their defense got two pick sixes from, from Moore. So, you know, it's one of those games where I think the Patriots defense and the Colts defenses are going to be shining stars of this game. I think both defenses are going to eat Mac Jones and Gardner Minshew alive. And I think that there are going to be some maybe splashes of offense. You typically get that in an ugly game still. If you'll have a, a guy break loose or a running back catch the hole. Could be Jonathan Taylor. Could be Stevenson. He had a big run last week. But like you, Chris, I have the Colts 2017. I think Minshew mania, Minshew magic, whatever you want to call him, is just going to be a little better than Mac Jones this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be riding with uh, Minshew mania and Justin Taylor. Uh, I think they're a little bit better offense than New England shown, and defense is probably probably on par with each other, relatively the same. I know Belichick's going to try to take away their best player. I don't know which player he's going to try to pick. Hopefully not Justin Justin Taylor or Jonathan Taylor. So uh, I'm going Colts uh, 24-20. And, Chris, you're alone on the Patriots because Doc's got the Colts. Here, twenty-seven, seventeen. So you are alone on Bill Belichick and Mac but Jones. I don't think Belichick is fired, even with a loss. I don't think they do him like that. I think they let him ride the season out at least. I mean, he's yeah. going to get paid regardless for the next. It looks like twenty twenty-four is when his contract ends. So he, it's more of a hey, thank you for what you did. Kind of, that's what it feels like. So yeah, no matter what, he's getting paid. Yeah, I, so. I just don't see them firing him mid-season. Just after how long he's been there, kind of like especially as a play. GM and coach. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, how do you how do you tell yourself you're fired? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey Bill, you're fired. All right, shit. Thanks, Bill. The oh, other Bill will take over. Robert, Bob. Robert Kraft comes down and fires him. Yeah, Robert Kraft. I am t- and I, it'd be interesting. It'd be so weird to see, honestly, that the Patriots not coaching by Bill Belichick. That'd be a, a weird scene to very, see, honestly. Very weird if Harbs decides to take that job too. That was a big rumor that <laughs> our buddy Jake Winnicott mentioned that hey, maybe they yeah. just give Jim Harbaugh full control. That'd be a f- very weird to see him wear Patriot shit, though. It's, yeah, that, ever since I've ever since I really paid attention to football, it's been Belichick there. I mean, we were I think it was two thousand he took over. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. we were we were five years old whenever he was starting to become a NFL coach yeah. for the New England Patriots. So I know he coached it's before that, him. but yeah, it's always been Bill Belichick. It was weird seeing uh, him come out without Brady, but I think it'd be just a little more weird to see no Bill Belichick on the sideline. Yeah. So. But let's move on to the, the Sunday 1 p.m. games. And this is a game that I think is going to be potentially the game of the week. And that is the battle of the two Ohio State quarterbacks. One transferred and went to LSU, but he started as a Buckeye. We have the Houston Texans led by C.J. Stroud, phenomenal rookie quarterback, traveling to the jungle to face Joe Burrow in the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals. Chris, the Bengals are favored by seven points. Yeah, I mean, Stroud's coming off a five-touchdown performance. Huge comeback win for him to drive down the field in, like, the last minute. Great to see. The Texans are 4-1 right now against the spread as underdogs. But Stroud's also 1-3 and three in four road starts. So, I mean, the Bengals are coming off hot, too. The Bengals won four in a row with a healthy Joe. Joe looks amazing, averaging 283 yards, 10 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. So, I'm going to have to ride with the Bengals here. I have the Bengals 29, Texans 20. The Cincinnati's defense has looked like it's stepped up a little bit too throughout the season, so I think it's I think it's going to be a great game. 
yeah, like you said, Chris, Joe Burrow's hot right now. He's had back-to-back games with 300-plus yards. He's he's looked pretty good. He's found his rhythm. I know Joe Mixon kind of cooled off last week, but I expect Joe Mixon to get involved again. It was good to see T. Higgins as well get his career high or season high for the year at 110 for eight, eight catches. So good to see my boy T. Higgins back. I have him in Dynasty, so love seeing T. Get, get going. But Jamar Chase, you know what I mean? I guess he didn't have a great game to his standards, 4 for 45. But, you know, we expect maybe a little bit a better of a game. And I am interested to see C.J. Stroud facing a pretty good defense. I think the Bengals defense is underrated this year. They are having, they are getting to the QB. They are causing chaos out there. Like Luke said last night, their their front line is pretty good on the defensive side. So it it helps relieve the pressure of the secondary, which I still like that, uh, Hill out there. I think Dax Hill from Michigan. You know he's he's playing pretty hot this year. He's one of the best players. Trey Hendrickson, by the way, local Florida boy from Apopka. He looked phenomenal. I know the Saints miss him for sure. But I th- I do think it's going to be a game, though. I think the Bengals cover – or, sorry, I think the Texans cover the spread. But I think the Bengals win 31-27. I do think C.J. Stroud has a pretty good game. Not the not five touchdowns, 470 yards game, good game. <laughs> but I think he has a phenomenal game, and he shows why he should be the rookie of the year. Give me the Bengals, though, by four. Yeah, I mean, a game like that's pretty rare for any quarterback in the NFL, not, no less than just a rookie. So an impressive game last week from uh, C.J. Stroud. Uh, I mean, this this game's really a coin flip game for me. Uh, C.J. Stroud, both teams looking hot right now, offense and defense both playing well. Uh, I think I'm going to take the upset here. I'm going to go Houston uh, in a somewhat of a sh- – yeah, I'll take – in a shootout, 31-28. Surprise, surprise. Luke, you're going against the old Bengals once again, huh? Yep, got to bet against them. That's more of a heart pick, huh? That's more you just want them to lose type of pick. I understand. We understand. Hey, it's possible. But, I can see it happening, though. I would not be surprised. No, it's not that I can't. It, it's not that I can't see it happening. It's just I don't know. The Bengals is just that time of the year that they're pretty hot right now. And and Doc agrees with me and Chris. He's got the Bengals thirty-one twenty-seven. Uh, so lone we have wolf. Lone Wolf on the Houston Texans. Somebody's got to be the Lone Wolf. Hey, and if she just trying to win this game too, the Texans are five and four, and they're looking pretty for that wild card. But let's watch out for them. Yeah, look, let's look out for them. Um, moving on to the next game on the docket, that's the Green Bay Packers. God, they barely survived the Los Angeles Rams. They are traveling to Pittsburgh to face the Pittsburgh Steelers, who came off a Thursday night win against the Tennessee Titans. The Steelers are favored by three points at home. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh averaged 3.3 sacks per game. I mean, I think they're going to turn the pressure up on Jordan Love, make him make some questionable decisions over there. The offense for the Steelers, I'm still still kind of questioning, but I I have Pittsburgh all the way here. Steelers 21, Packers 18. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to edge it out here. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Chris, here. I think this game is going to be ugly as can be, and we just don't know which Steelers we are going to get, honestly. And if we're getting the, the offense that, you know, that Mike Tomlin says they, they play good in the fourth quarter, that's what he said about Kenny Pickett. He's a fourth-quarter quarterback. So let's see if we can do it all four quarters against a pretty decent Packers uh, def- defense, honestly, led by Jair Alexander and Kenny Clark. So um, I'm going to go the Pittsburgh Steelers – 24-17, I think they cover the spread in this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume we're all going to be on the same page with this one going to the Steelers. Steelers' uh, defense, is, they're, they're, they're clicking now. TJ Watts is a fucking game wrecker on the defense. So I'm pretty sure he's going to get after Jordan Love. Uh, 
young quarterback, first career season starting. So TJ Watts gonna be uh, living in the backfield this week. So I'm gonna go uh, Pittsburgh twenty four seventeen. And Doc is with us, boys. He's got the Steelers twenty one seventeen. So we're all on the Steelers here. <sighs> Guys, go Steel City. I'd love to pick against him, but I don't trust Green Bay at all. Yeah, it's tough. I, I was I thought they were going to lose last week watching the game. I was like, there's no way that they're going to find a way to win this game. I thought they were going to blow it against Ripon in the, the Los Angeles Rams. But moving on to what has now have been announced, Will Levis is the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill is the official backup for the week. He is healthy. He is there to play, but he is backing up. The young phenom, Will Levis, they traveled to Tampa Bay to face the one-and-a-half-point Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Houston Texans. The Bucs are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very close game. I also think it's going to be a toss-up game for me for sure. Will Levis has done a great job the last two weeks. Rough game kind of last week, but the Titans still average 18.5 points per game. Tampa right now is stuck in a four-game losing streak, but it's it's not all Baker Mayfield's pro- issue problem. I mean, Baker balled out last week, but the defense just, I mean, the last 50 seconds just couldn't hold it together. So I'm I'm just going to go with the home team here. I have Bucks 26, Titans 24. Yeah, Chris, like you said, Baker played a pretty good game. I thought he played better in the fourth quarter. You know, he got them a score with 46 seconds left in the game, and then C.J. Stroud did who he did. It took him 40 seconds and two timeouts to get down the field and lead them on a, a comeback win. And I think the Bucks are going to come here a little more pissed off this week. I, I think the Titans' defense, though, is pretty good. We've seen them play good football. And um, I, I do think that this game is going to be a little low scoring. I think maybe more field goals are going to be the outcome when they get maybe close to the red zone. They settle for some uh, kicks rather than uh, touchdowns. And I, but I do think that Chris Godwin, who wasn't that involved last week, is going to get involved this week. I think Mike Evans is going to have a decent game as well. I expect Baker to outduel the young kid from the Tennessee Titans, Will Levis. But I like what I'm seeing from Will Levis. I think he's showing flashes. He's showing signs. And I get it. He didn't have a big game last week compared to what he did in Florida. I mean, against Atlanta. But I do expect Will Levis to have – Good flashes against the Bucks defense, but give me the Bucks 23-20. Yeah, I mean, both Willows and Starts both looked pretty good. Better game against the Falcons in the first, first game, but he didn't play a bad game versus the Steelers. Like, he was in position to win the game. Just He had a couple couple bad throws. I mean, that, that's probably him feeling at the NFL pressure where he's got to make a drive happen and his first time trying to make a uh, comeback in the fourth quarter. So, Sucks for him that he threw a pick on that, but I think Baker Mayfield did everything he could last week to win the game. It wasn't his fault that they lost. Uh, it just ended up being the team that had the ball last one. It looked like both teams were just kind of go up, up and down the field on each other, and Tampa's defense didn't hold up. But uh, I think Tampa defense will hold up against a rookie quarterback this week. So I'm going to go Tampa uh, 27-24, close game. And Doc is agreeing with us. He's got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-19. So we're all on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, boys. I, I think this is going to be a pretty good game, though, honestly. I'm excited to see this game. I'm a little anticipated. Hopefully Red Zone finds this game a lot because that's what's going to be on my screen for the first games. <laughs> but moving on, Luke, to the game of the week for you. The Baltimore Ravens are hosting the Cleveland Browns. 
We saw what they did last time with no Deshaun Watson. I believe it was 27 to three. They are six point favorites at home in the bank. But Chris, start us off here. What you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I I think this one's going to be Baltimore Ravens all the way. I we saw what they did uh, week four against them, but that was with DTR. Deshaun Watson's in, but the Ravens are just the offense is clicking, the defense is clicking, and at home with the Baltimore, I mean, they've outscored their opponents 119 to 40. So I mean, home home field advantage is real down there in the Baltimore. And so I, I have this going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a late field goal by old Justin Tucker. But I have Ravens 24, Browns 21. Yeah, you know, um, this game is going to be probably defensive just a little bit here. I mean, we have two of the top defenses in the league, boys, with the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. And I do think that the Ravens defense is playing at a high level right now. We saw what they did against the Lions a couple weeks ago. We saw what they did last week against the Seattle Seahawks. You know, just a field goal, like Luke said, off one play by DK, and they forced a field goal. And then, you know, they won, like, what, fucking 37-3 to three or something like that. It was a blowout. It was a massacre. And I think if the Ravens or the Browns had maybe a better quarterback, I, I hate, hate to say that he's not the quarterback he used to be. I wish he was. I, I love Deshaun Watson in Houston and in Clemson, but he's just not the same guy he once was. I think there's just too much distractions going on, too much in his mind. He, he'll have a game – a good game maybe every three or four games now. And it's not – that's not what we think of with Sean Watson like his early days. But Lamar's playing better football than um, Sean Watson. The run game, Gus Edwards is balling right now. Mark Andrews is a beast. And Zay Flowers is a pretty good rookie out there as well. I think just a little bit too much offense from the better offense is going to be the problem here. And I have the Ravens 24-16. I have them covering the spread and winning by eight points. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this will be the battle of the defenses right here, and which offense can get get that uh, that better push on it. Uh, I, I trust the Ravens' offense a little bit more than Cleveland. Sean Watson had one good game this season against the uh, Cardinals' defense, so it's not not really anything impressive for me. Plus, his one touchdown was a tip pass that he got lucky on. So I, I think Sean Watson will be playing a different defense this week. And last time the Ravens played the Cleveland Browns, we, we found a way to keep Miles Garrett quiet. So it kept him off Lamar uh, last time we played the season. Plus we're in the bank this this time. So I think it's going to be a big game for the Ravens. Uh, I think they keep it – Browns going to keep it relatively close. Divisional game, they always end up pretty close. So I'm going to go Ravens uh, 31, Cleveland 28. And Doc's got the Ravens 27-20. And boys – I also didn't say this to a lot of the experts. This is a battle of two potential MVPs with Lamar Jackson and, like Luke said, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is is up there because, like me and Chris were texting on the side, it's not really a huge like quarterback year this year. So it's like anybody could be the MVP, honestly. I know PFF had Lamar Jackson through the midseason, and I know a lot of other people do too, but some people have Miles Garrett up there. So one of these guys, might, they might break out and maybe put their name in the MVP race a little further ahead of the other ones. So – can't wait to see this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am too, honestly. But moving on, boys, to two teams coming off a bye week. One team definitely needed it, and that's the road team here. The San Francisco 49ers, newly acquired Chase Young, should be playing this game. And let's see what Brock Perry does coming off the bye week. Debo Samuel should be a go. Trent Williams is still questionable. They're traveling to Duval County to face the red-hot Jacksonville Jaguars, who – are, I think, riding the NFL's longest winning streak 
at five games. So something's got to give here, Chris. Do you have the Jaguars or do you have the Niners? Yeah, I think this is easily going to be the best game of the week, honestly. I think Chase Young's going to help bolster that pass rush over there. Debo coming back is going to be huge for Brock Purdy. I think they had the bye week right at the right time coming off that three-game losing streak. Brock Purdy threw five interceptions through that losing streak, but Trevor Lawrence, 70% completion, six touchdowns, two interceptions through his little win streak. So, I mean, I think it's going to come down to what defense plays better. I think it's going to be close, but I do have the Niners to get back on track. 26 Jags, 20. I think the 49ers are just desperate for a win right now, and they're going to get it. Yeah, Chris, and that's kind of what I'm leaning towards, too, is like I just can't picture the San Francisco 49ers losing four straight games. And in these three straight losses, like you said, Brock Perry's turned the ball over at a pretty high rate than he was in his first previous 10 starts as an NFL quarterback. And I get it, Debo Samuel and Trent Williams weren't there, and Chris McCaffrey wasn't there for half a game against the Browns. But you, you got to be better than this. Kyle Shanahan has to be a better coach than this. I think they use that bye week. I think that they're going to come out with a lot of fire, a lot of electricity out there in Duval County. But I do think the Jaguars keep it close. I, I want to see Trevor Lawrence play against a good defense here. I want to see uh, ETN. I want to see him break out. And I want to see Kyle really be more consistent. This offense needs to get going. The defense is playing pretty good football out of the Jacksonville Jaguars, quietly playing good football. But like you said, Chris, it's just the Niners can't lose four games in a row. So I, I expect them to go into Duval County play a close game but in the end of the day they're going to handle business they're going to take care of it they're going to win 31 to 27 over the jaguars yeah i mean this is probably probably game of the week could be a game of the week uh two pretty good like pretty good offenses uh good defense can be exciting to see what uh chase young and bosa can do paired up together uh by week hit the perfect time chase young I'm sure he got a nice nice couple of weeks to learn the learn the uh defense over in San Francisco. So they're probably going to fucking eat offensive lines now. Uh looks like 49ers are getting a couple of players back. Debo, like you said. Uh I don't know if they said Trent Williams is coming back yet. He's he's questionable. He's more yeah. he's more we don't know yet. Yeah, I mean he's he's a big time player for uh the 49ers, but I don't, I don't see 49ers losing four in a row. I think they win uh 30 30-28 in a close one. Uh, and Doc's got the Niners 28-21. So, unfortunately, with two good games, two, two, two good teams playing each other, I think the Jaguars are now going to win. I'm not going to pick them, but we're all on the Niners. So, uh, wouldn't be surprised, though, if, if the Jungle Cats win this game, boys. It's just – it's a big win for the Niners, like we already said. It, so it It is. It means a lot more, I think, to them just because they're losing those three straight games. And it's a tough test. And speaking of tough tests, Chris, I know a game you're worried about, you're a little nervous about, you're shaking, you're pissing your pants a little bit. <laughs> and that's because Josh Jobs, America's new quarterback, everyone's little darling guy that everyone's rooting for, at least I know I am because he's on our fucking title for this last episode last night. It said Josh Jobs to save the Vikings. And he's hosting the New Orleans Saints, who have been pretty impressive. They're riding a little streak too. The Saints, though, are the road favorites by two and a half points. Yeah, I think it's going to be honestly a close game. I already mentioned in the beginning – the defense kind of struggles with running quarterbacks. I know Dobbs, he was tearing it up running over in Arizona. He looked really good his first game with the Vikings. I know that was probably not the play calling, but him just like not really knowing the play calling and him taking it in his own hands. But right now, Vikings are one and three straight up at home. 
The Saints three and two straight up on the road. I think it's going to be a close game. The Vikings last season won 28-25. So I'm going to take the same score here, but flip it. I have Saints 28, Vikings 25. Yeah, it's one of those games. This is one of those games I'm actually I'm intrigued by. Um, we saw what, what Dobbs did against the Falcons. I get they're coming off two bad games from their defense, but their defense still is in the top 10 statistically in a lot of categories. And he, he took them apart. You know, I mean, he didn't have a big yards game, but like you said, he was scrambling the ball pretty high and he was pretty efficient in the passing game, minus those turnovers. He had two touchdowns, let him on a, a game winning drive. And like you said, they beat him last year, but last year they also had Kirk Cousins. So let's pump the brakes on comparing last year to this year. It's a little different with the quarterback uh, who's in there. And I think the Saints defense, if you ask me, the Saints defense is probably better than the Falcons defense. We, we've seen the Saints defense consistently over the last few years play at a high level, and they're still at a high level. You know, they're still led by Cameron Jordan. By the way, that guy needs to calm down when my boy Matt Ryan's on the sideline because Matt Ryan wasn't Sacked ready for his that. Ass. He didn't even have a chance to try and escape the pressure. And I'm going to be going, Chris, here. Saints, though, 23-20. I think the offense is just a little better, unfortunately, because J.J.'s not there. No K.J. Osborne. K-Makers got hurt. And, of course, no Kirk Cousins. So everything is in your favor here. And the Saints need to win this to keep that advantage going up in the NFC South, get to six and four. But I have the Saints walk off field goal, by the way, too, 23 20. I, I don't know if I like the walk off <laughs> field goal. Not with <laughs> not with fucking groupie out there. But I, like you said, battle of the five and four teams for <clears throat> NFC playoff hunt. So yeah, you're gonna be a little nervous if you having to line up a, a long field goal at the end of the game to win it with a oh. old groupie back there. I mean he's a little inconsistent, but uh, as much as I'd like to pick the Vikings to win this game, I just I, I think the Saints defense would be too much for the Vikings offense. I'd love to see Josh Dobbs go out there and light it up again. He's a good story for him. I mean, five teams in under a year that he's been on. He's learned the offense in all of them. Uh, the last two teams under a week, he's been on the team. He's started a game, so and I don't think he won. No, he lost with the Cardinals, but still played well with the Cardinals. Played really good with the Vikings last week, but I think it's going to be the Saints game to lose here. So I'm going to go Saints 28-24. Uh, and Doc is with us too. He's got the Vikings. Oh, I'm sorry, actually, no, Doc's the lone wolf on the Vikings. He's got the Vikings 24-21. So he's going with uh, the old darling story of Josh Dobbs leading the Vikings to victory to get to 6 and like to see it, but I just, I just don't think it'll happen. He's salty about last. He's salty about this past weekend. And Chris, if the Vikings win, you better expect Rizlov. You know, he did it last year. I recall he did it last year. He was in the chats hammering you, by the way. So if you expect it, the chats will be live if the Vikings win this game. The, the, Bears, did catch a, the Bears did catch the Saints early. Caught the Saints sleeping and they had to wake up in the, the fourth quarter and get together. So I mean, after the, after, the, after the two first drives, they, didn't, they scored three more points after that. So caught them sleeping. You're going to be seeing a lot of skulls, man. You're going to be seeing a lot of skulls. Can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. Hey, they're going to be fired up in Minnesota, too. It seems like the the team and the fan base is all around Dobbs just because of last week. So it's going to be loud. I might have to wear a purple shirt for the the one to four games just to support the Vikings this week. I I need them to win. I do, but I'm picking the Saints, though. (laughs) And that's it for the 1 p.m. game, boys. You know, we, we covered Germany. We covered the 1 p.m. games. We covered the Thursday night 
knockout game we're going to have with the Panthers and Bears. But let's line, now, line up the super exciting afternoon games we got. Yeah, well, now we're, we're hey, there's there's yeah there's not really there's only one there's only one good game there's only one good game on here. But yeah, let's let's start it off here. The Atlanta Falcons coming off a two game losing streak, traveling to the desert to face the West Coast Birds, the other red and black birds, the Arizona Cardinals. And it seems that Kyler Murray was activated. Seems he's going to start. And also seems that James Conner is going to be a good to go too. So the Falcons, one point favorites on the road in the desert against the Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, interesting to see what this Cardinals offense is going to look like with Kyler Murray coming back in Arizona right now has failed to cover as an underdog in five of the six games, Atlanta coming off back to back one score losses rough for them. I would say I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that Arizona run defense that allows 126 rushing yards per game. But we all know Arthur Smith doesn't like to use B. John Robinson, <laughs> the number one generational running back that they drafted in the first round. So I I don't know what Arthur Smith does with his weapons down there. But I do have Falcons 23, Cardinals 19. I think it's going to be a close one. And Kyler Murray trying to get back on his feet. And so this game is just, it's just shouting at me. It's just it's a couple <laughs> bad things going on here. Arthur Smith shaved his mustache in the first couple days of November. That I just don't understand. What, what a cock. Doing. Yeah, you do that the night before uh, November. So Halloween night you shave. And then another thing is it's Call of Duty season, boys. So it's kind of the Murray's head there. Is he ready for the Atlanta Falcons? Is he studying the Falcons game film? Or is he playing his own game? He's making films with Call of Duty. That's the real question here. And I think James Conner, he's pretty good back, and he's going to be back here. But like you said, Chris, the Falcons are ready to go. This is the time that we, the last time we came off a two-game losing streak, we won. We, we caught a dub, and the Falcons are going to get back on track. We're going to play the Arizona Cardinals, and we're going to probably play them pretty close, honestly. It's just the way that our games go. I do think we're going to be a little higher scoring. I think Arthur Smith heard a lot of this shit that you are spewing about how we don't use our running back. The fans don't like him right now. I've always said fire the motherfucker if he can't get to the playoffs. And Bijan Robinson, you're hearing it here first, will have 150 scrimmage yards in the game. He'll have at least 100 rushing yards and 50 receiving yards and two touchdowns. I'm going Falcons 30-24. to 24. Big day for Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I mean, this is – this game all depends on the Atlanta offense. The Atlanta offense just hasn't really been able to get it figured out. Yeah, they kept it close last week, but I don't think the game should have been that close. Heineke was just getting lucky on not having balls picked off pretty much the entire game. Uh, failed to use B. John Robinson again. Uh, Drake London was out that game, so kind of kind of sucks. Then plus you don't know what you're going to get from the Atlanta. I mean the Arizona offense. Like they're getting players back. Kyler Murray's back. We don't know how healthy he's going to be, how much he's going to run. But Kyler Murray is a big-time running threat at the quarterback position. Um, still, I, I don't trust Arizona's defense and their offense, so I, I think it's going to be close. But I think Atlanta's going to squeak one out and come up, finally get a win coming off two games losing streak. So I'm going to go Atlanta uh, 23-20. And Doc has got the Falcons 24-14. He's got a double-digit victory for the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, Tyler Haneke, like you said, boys, he's announced the starter once again. So, it just seems like a week-to-week basis. I don't – we should be Haneke, but – I think Smith has, done. 
Well, he said he hasn't been a starter for the year. It's like he says for this week, for this week, for this week. So it's like, oh, just fucking say for the year, dude. Like, fucking move on. We know what we should have done is we should have signed Carson Wentz. Fuck it. I forgot the guy was available. They just got signed by the Rams. Maybe we should have picked up <laughs> the old Carson Wentz. Oh, Carl. Anything's better than what y'all have right now. Hey, bring bring that Ryan back. You could. <laughs> I, I've, I've thought about it. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, don't get me. I mean, after seeing what Matt Ryan did on the sideline, his face was like shit. I'm glad. And he even said, "He's like, he's like, I didn't know I was actually playing this week against uh, against old fucking um, Cameron Jordan." Cameron there. Jordan. But let's move on to probably the best four o'clock game we got, boys, and that's the Detroit Lions coming off a bye week, traveling to L.A. to face the Chargers, who got a victory in Monday Night Football against the Chargers. I mean, against the Jets. And the Lions are road road favorites here. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites coming off a of bye week. So, lead us off here, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing right now to look at is the Lions are coming off a of bye week while Los Angeles is coming off a short week. They played Monday. The offense did look a little lackluster. Justin Herbert, I don't know if it's that finger still affecting him or what, but I the offense just didn't look what it should be. Keenan Allen, I mean, good for him. He surpassed that 10,000 yards as a Charger. So... I I honestly think this game is going to be a um a shootout for sure. I have lines thirty three, Chargers thirty. I think it's going to be a battle of the offense. Yeah, and like it. you said, yeah, I love I it love too to because it. <laughs> Luke's got Justin Herbert, and this might be a week he finally needs him. He's playing Doc in both leagues, and you know I need some of those lines. I need Jared Goff, and I need my boy Sam Laporta, the Iowa farm boy, the fucking goat right now. He's one of the best tight ends in football, and. I expect Jared Goff to get Sam Laporta involved here. I think Amon St. Brown is going to have a hell of a game. We don't know if Montgomery's playing, but whichever running back is going to be the starting running back, you know he's going to be involved. Um, Jameer Gibbs should start. I mean, at least between the 20-yard lines. Like, if if you're going red zone, yeah, get to Montgomery. But Gibbs is doing just as much as Montgomery, just doesn't have the volume as him. And I think once they realize it, that maybe they should have Gibbs in, Keep playing him, but it's working. And his defense is hunting too. Aiden Hutchinson's a beast. The secondary's playing good. The linebackers are playing good football. But like you said, Chris, the Chargers just they seem off. They, they, they really do. And I don't know what to think of Justin Herbert's injury with his finger. I get it. The Jets' defense is amazing, but he didn't look comfortable at all. And I think the the Detroit Lions go into L.A. and they go to seven and two for the year, and they win this game, thirty-one twenty-four. Go Lions. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Laporta, and I, I'm in a little bit of a pickle right now in our redraft league because I have Laporta on the bench <laughs> right now. I have Taysom Hill in my lineup. Taysom Hill's coming off back-to-back 22-point games, and it's like, hey, which one do I fucking start here? Because <laughs> I I could see the I could see Taysom having a big game against the Vikings. So it's tough. You could tough always can. you could always pl- you could play one in the flex. Yeah, you're you're in a close one too for uh, second place. Right now in our redraft, I so. could put him in the flex. Yeah, yeah, you could. But uh, yeah, I think uh, this should, hopefully this game's be a shootout. I need Herbert to do a little more than he did last week. I mean, Herbert did just enough for me to win again, remain undefeated, and get my second win in dynasty. So I mean, I'm, it didn't I'm take much. In, it didn't take much in <laughs> dynasty for you to win. By the way, I'm, I'm hot, hot. It didn't take much for me in redraft either. I know you're fucking around. You're about to lose that that top two percentage of, of the of the ping pong or the bingo balls. And Chris is fucking up about not like the playoffs in Dynasty right now. Neither he's he's out of the playoffs. No, I, I I will almost guarantee lose in Dynasty this week. But 
uh, Doc's missing uh, three starters with the Eagles. So that's going to be no no uh, Jalen Hurts for him or DeAndre Swift. So and well, he doesn't have okay. well, he doesn't have Jalen Hurts in dynasty though. He has him in no, redraft. I mean redraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at redraft where I'm I'm still undefeated, so <laughs> I'm trying to ride coast in there. Um. So uh, yeah, I think MCDC is going to roll into LA with his fucking balls in the wheelchair and wheelbarrow again. He's going to let it fly. Let uh. Oh, Jared Goff do his thing. Feed Shamir Gibbs and Montgomery the ball. Uh, hopefully a shootout. But I'm going to go uh, Detroit 34, Los Angeles 30. And we forget, boys, that Jared Goff did play in SoFi Stadium. And, you know, he's part of the, the – you know, he's been to a Super Bowl unlike Herbert. You know, Goff's had probably, if you're going postseason success, a better career than Justin Herbert in the city of L.A. So huh. it's good to see Jared Goff back in the old SoFi Her- Stadium. Herbert's, old Herbert's on the Chargers. That's postseasons. know what the Chargers do. It's not what they do. And and Doc's with us, boys. He's got the Lions 27-24. And also, congratulations to Luke Rule if you're listening out there. He's the first team in all about the uh, balls uh, redraft league to clinch a spot in the playoffs. He's 9-0. and Let's go. Clinch it early. It, it took you a little while to get I, to where I wish you're it, at. But... I wish this was a real world. I'd, I'd just bench all my players now if, it, if, they, if I knew <laughs> they wouldn't get hurt. But it doesn't work like that in fantasy. <laughs> It does not work like that in fantasy. And it's good to see you, Luke. You, it's good to see you start finish or start hot and finish hot right now. Something that me yeah. and Chris have ridiculed you for years, and, and you're finally – I always start hot, man. I'm just – I'm coasting along now, just squeaking games out. Yes, you are. Speaking about squeaking games out, I don't think this is going to be a squeaker, but the Dallas Cowboys coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Eagles we talked about last night, Luke. This is probably one of the biggest spreads I think I've ever seen in an NFL game. They are 16-and-a-half-point favorites over DeVito and the New York Giants. And we saw the Cowboys blow them out the first time they played each other. So, Chris, lead us off here. How much does Dallas win by? (laughs) I think – I mean, I have Cowboys 35, Giants 17 right now, and the 17 points is going to be some fucking – end of the game, trash on points. Dallas right now is 3-0 and straight up at home this season and won those games by an average of 26 points per game. So I think it's going to be another blowout. Like you said, Dallas beat New York 40-0 to in week one, and that was with Danny Dimes in there. They're fucking with Tommy DeVito. So I think it's going to be an ugly fucking game. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I don't even know if I'm going to put it in my multi-box. Well, it will be on my tablet on Red Zone because <laughs> I have games. the Falcons. Game. Yeah, well, I have the Falcons on my TV alone, and then I'll have Red Zone on my tablet. So it might it might squeak it when you see Dallas just fucking scoring, racking up the fucking points. That's probably all I'm going to see from it. But well, like you said, Chris blowout game here. They blew them out forty zero in the rain in MetLife Stadium the first go around. And I'm going to be a little I'm going to be a little respect for the New York Giants this this time. They're going to score thirteen points. They're going to get two field goals and a touchdown. Don't know how early or how late in the game it's going to come. It doesn't fucking matter because the Cowboys are going to win 34-13. I think CeeDee Lamb, another huge game. He is rocking two big games in a row, and I expect him to have a third one in a row. Go Cowboys, 34-13. CeeDee Lamb took uh, Richard Sherman's comment to heart about him not being the number one wide receiver. Oh, he's proven him wrong. CeeDee Lamb's balling out right now. Yeah, it looks like Dak, Dak's getting it 
that that offense figured out. Still, run game's questionable, but Dak's slinging the ball now, and he's he's being he's running with the ball himself too a little more than he has early in the season. And I finally get to be comfortable starting the Dallas defense again. It's been a rough few weeks. I've been streaming defenses, trying to get the right matchups, but I think I got the right matchup with the Dallas defense this week. I think they're gonna fucking eat uh, the New York offense alive. Uh, I think New York. I'm going to give him a little bit of respect. I'm going to give him 16 points. I don't think that is realistic, but I'm going to go Dallas 30 to 16. That defense is going to tee off on the New York offense. Hopefully, they get a pick six, maybe two, get some fumble recoveries. Michael Parsons is going to eat a lot of sacks. So yeah. you're telling maybe me that you, they're going to lead, lead my Dallas defense is going to lead my point, my fantasy team in points this week. You're telling me that they don't cover the spread this week, though? That's a big spread. I don't know. It is a big spread. <laughs> Doc's got 34-10. And, Luke, um, the first week against the Giants, the Dallas Cowboys defense had 35 points in fantasy. Yeah, I started so. them. So. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I started them. Start them again this week. Start them again this oh, week. I, mean, I already got them in the lineup. Sorry, Doc. Yeah, sorry, Doc. You're probably losing that one. I think the Cowboys game, he might get third of his points just right there off the Cowboys defense. Yeah, so going going for win ten this week. Whew, ten in a row, man. That's pretty big if you do it. Yeah, but might be the only ten win team. Oh, you you, 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 <laughs> the, you the rest of the games are gone. Yeah, like you're like three games at everyone else. I think so. Yeah, you're you're pretty good right now. But moving on to. The Washington Commanders coming off a 20-17 to victory in Foxborough over the Patriots, traveling to the Pacific Northwest to face the Seattle Seahawks, who got their asses destroyed and handed to them. Like I said, a lot of storylines this game. Can Geno finally live up to that contract? He's had a rough year. Chris, where are you leaning? Yeah, I mean, Seahawks got humbled with Baltimore last week. They are still tied up in the NFC West right now, though. Seattle's 3-1 and one straight up at home. I think they're going to have to rely on their running game. I don't think Gino, Gino's the guy. I don't think he's the answer. Seattle right now averaging 115 rushing yards per game at home. So I think I think it's a good matchup against Washington, who has won four straight one-score games. But I think C- Seattle irks it out here. I have Seahawks 28, Commanders 24. Yeah, you know, Sam Howell is quietly – I mean, I get it. He's had some questionable turnovers at times, and his line is the worst offensive line in football. He's the most sacked QB in the NFL, but he's number two in passing yards. You know, he's having a good year. I mean, for, for what we didn't expect of him to be like this, and he is going to Seattle. Besides last week, the offense didn't put the defense in good spots. The defense has been hot the last five weeks besides the week before. So can this defense get back on track, led by Leonard, Leonard Williams, Bobby Wagner, Tariq Woolen? Uh, Witherspoon out there, you know, you have Jamal Adams. This defense is loaded. They, they have talent all over the place, and their offense is good. Mine is Geno Smith. Uh, this is the Geno Smith I've been expecting his since the Jets days. And I don't know what uh, Pete Carroll's allowing his offensive coordinator to do, but get Kenneth Walker involved, man. Like, you know, two weeks ago, you didn't use him that much, even though you won. And last week, you didn't get him involved early either. Get Kenneth Walker the fucking ball that opens up the play action. That helps Geno Smith uh, stay comfortable in the pocket. Maybe let them move around and play action. But I have the Seahawks win this game. Very close game, 26-20. to 20. I think the Commanders cover the spread. Seahawks OC and Arthur Smith must be friends. 
They're best friends, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Seattle just can't figure out. I mean, that, the problem is Geno. Defense, like, they have a solid defense. I mean, yeah, I think they came sleeping against the Ravens last week, having to travel all the way to the East Coast. But guess what? They're back on the West Coast. They, Seahawks always play well at home, 12th man. Uh, and Washington's traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, which losing losing a lot of time going back. So, like, we'll gain a lot of time. So, uh, that jet lag is going to hit Washington Commanders pretty hard, I think. So, give to Seattle just because they're the home team and they got more talent on their team. Uh, give Kenneth Walker the ball. I'm going to go 28 24 Seattle. Doc's with you. 28 24 Seattle as well for old Doc. Um, no, I'm interested. I, I think the commanders to watch out. This is this is a, a potential um trap game for the Seahawks. I think the commanders could steal this game in, in Seattle, honestly. But moving on to an interesting Sunday night football game. Now we're getting to this great primetime action once again, like the Panthers and how, Bears. But how the Jets always on fucking primetime? Money talks. Because there's a there and, and Rogers. God, oh, that's true it's like too. every every fucking week they're on primetime. Well, they were anticipating Aaron Rodgers being there. No, and I still stand by the... I'm tired of well, watching the Jets play. So you have ball. to you have to flex out the Wednesday before the week. So they they fucked up. You could have put the Niners and the Jaguars Sunday Night Football Should've or the Lions one. Chargers. You could have done the Browns Ravens if you really wanted to. Texans Bengals. There's a few games that you could have had here. Hey, but come on, I'm tired of watching the fucking Jets. Well, you're going to see them one more week at least on primetime, and that's because they are one-and-a-half-point favorites, and they are traveling to Sin City, Las Vegas, to play the newly Las Vegas Raiders led by Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell, Chris. Yeah, I mean, only second time in the season that the Jets are favored this season. I think I and the Raiders players look like they're motivated playing under Antonio Pierce. Like you saw, they're in there smoking cigars in the locker room. Like they just won the fucking Super Bowl. I, I fully expect that Pierce is going to get a big apple sweep. I see a small upset in the desert. I think Las Vegas is three and one right now, straight up at home. I think they beat the jets. They get to that 500. I have Raiders 23 jets, 18 Zach Wilson looked fucking atrocious. It was it was very bad, yeah. and the funniest thing is watching Peyton Manning have to watch Zach Wilson on TV. <laughs> I don't know if y'all watched the Manning cast, hey, but that shit was funny. Yeah. Manning's had to break down Zach Wilson a lot this year. Yeah, poor poor Peyton. But Chris, it's gonna be interesting to see Max Crosby go against the offensive line. This, this is a bad offensive line. It's just probably the weakest part of the the. I mean, obviously the quarterback because that's they're playing with backup, but. This O line's bad. Max Crosby, one of the probably most underrated, I mean, not overrated, underrated players in the NFL. He's always causing chaos. He's always wrecking the offensive line, no matter who the offensive line is. I, I don't care how good they are. He finds a way to get you usually in the backfield to get the quarterback. And I do think though the Jets are going to come here a little pissed off, just because they the way they got embarrassed by the Chargers. And I think that Zach Wilson will do enough. I think Brees Hall will do enough. And the Jets defense is going to eat as well. 23-17, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. No, I, I think I'm going to be riding with Chris on this one. Uh, Pierce has got this this Vegas team. Looks like they're a team again. I, I mean, everybody's all buddy-buddy. I saw a little video of Devontae Adams at the uh, at the basketball game the other day. The ref is chopping it up with him, and he's like, 
they hey watch out for the the Raiders. So I mean, they're they're looking good, feeling good, smoking cigars. Max Crosby's going to eat uh, Zach Wilson alive this week. So I'm going to go Raiders twenty four seventeen. It looks like I. I'm alone on the New York football jets as Doc's got the Raiders 21 20. So yeah, you, you I'm alone see, on Zach Wilson. You just want to see Aaron Rodgers come back. That's all you want. 12 28, baby. You know, that's what I want. That's all you want. Nah, he's got a couple, hey, he said a couple more fortnights tonight or today on the Pat McAfee show. I that's, need that's four weeks. I need the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers is four, back. So is that four weeks away, the 28th? No, it's no, I, is it? That's no, well, December twenty eighth, oh, yeah. so fucking almost two months away, less than two months away. That's like today. Six, he said seven. he said a couple fortnights. A fortnight is two weeks. He said a couple. Two so plus two is become, four. Yep, that means he'd be coming back in December, very beginning of December. There's so many rumors going around when he's going to come back. Well, so this like, wasn't a rumor. This came out of his mouth. So I mean, also, that's that's he, that's well, He also told me. That's he also verified. told us that. He also told us that Eli Manning and him are playing catch that Monday night game, and that didn't happen either. He did, so. he did, did fib on that one. Yeah, Manning, he did lie to us on that one. That, that may not have been his fault because Manning didn't show up. It was also raining, well, yep. and, and he said he respected, yeah. he understood why he didn't go out there. But no, I do need Aaron Rodgers to get back though, so my Super Bowl prediction can still hold in check. And maybe, maybe he does come back and lead him to a Super Bowl and win. And, and you know, I didn't say how he was going to get the win. I didn't say he was going to get hurt and come back. But I did say Jets with Aaron Rodgers win the Super Bowl, so that's all that fucking matters at the long end of the story. As long as he wins the Super Bowl, I don't care how he does it. Well, unless the Falcons win, but that ain't happening. Not not this year. Not anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> we still got to play Aaron Rodgers or the, the New York Jets, so let's play him. Let, let's let us be the last week before. I don't want another quarterback returning against us, so let's fucking <laughs> chill out there. There's something something in there when they, you don't have film on quarterback returning. We're starting against you guys for the first week. We could have all the film on Aaron Rodgers, and he'd still wipe the floor with us with the Jets. You don't have, so. you don't have the Jets film. Well, yeah, we, we don't have the that. But Chris, Luke, last game of the week, Monday night football in Orchard Park, Buffalo. The Bills are hosting the Denver Broncos, who are coming off that upset victory at home against Patrick Mahomes. The question is, can they go into Buffalo and upset Josh Allen, who are coming off? A Sunday night football loss, 24-18 to the Bengals. The Bills are seven-and-a-half-point favorites, Chris. Yeah, no, I really I really juggled between this game. And I honestly, I really want to go Broncos here. I can see them coming in and upsetting the Bills. They took in a two-game winning streak into the bye week. Like you said, Mark, Buffalo Bills coming off a Sunday night loss against the Bengals. Buffalo, though, is 4-0 straight up at home. So I, I, I'm gonna have to go Josh Allen here right now. But the Broncos are three and one when they have only one turnover or less. So if Russ can limit those turnovers, then him and Sean Payton can cook together and have a little upset. Uh, fuck, I really want to pick the Broncos, but <laughs> Bills twenty-seven, Broncos twenty. Flip it, man. You can always flip it anytime before the, the end of the show. So I'll, you have a couple minutes to think I'll, about it. I'll probably <laughs> fucking flip it on picks. <laughs> no picks yet, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> make sure you have points for that game too. But um, like you said, Chris, Bills coming off a, a loss. They have not looked impressive um, since the London game. Honestly, I mean, I, I get it; they did beat the Giants, but it wasn't impressive. 
I'm not I forgot who they lost to the week before the the uh, Bengals, but they're not they're not riding hot right now. And this is the perfect game to pick them because Josh Allen and the boys are going to come pissed off, ready to play. I, I do kind of can smell an upset here with Russ Wilson and Sean Payton and the Broncos. The defense is playing a lot better for Denver, and that was what we thought was going to be good all year. You know, earlier in the year when they had that those you know bad games, the defense was bad. And this is the defense that we expected. And I, I do think that they keep it close. I think they hold Josh Allen in the mid-20s, but I just don't think the offense is going to do enough to win this game. I do have the Broncos keeping it within the, the spread, though. I have Buffalo 24-17, just a little bit too much Josh Allen and the diva named Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think this game's going to be close, but uh, Buffalo at Buffalo – Probably be uh, some pretty cool temperatures, but I mean nothing. Denver's not used to, but Buffalo's a different team once they play in Buffalo. Like that fan base is crazy, so they're gonna be coming pissed off. Teams be fired up. I mean, this almost feels like a must-win game for Buffalo at this point because they're already outside the playoffs as it is. If they go another game down, it's gonna be a tough, tough road to get back into the playoff picture. But I, I originally had Buffalo missing the playoffs. I. I think Buffalo pulls this game off, but I think it's be close. I'm going to 24-20, Buffalo at home. Just give them the home field advantage, and Josh Allen's going to be pissed off. I still think he throws up a punt at somewhere at some point during this game, but they still pull off the win. Buffalo Buffalo needs to make it to the playoffs so we can see playoff Lenny. That's all I'm rooting for. I don't know when he looks looks in shape, like, his fucking legs are massive. He's right cold now. though. He's he, cold. He cut, he cut his shorts so fucking short. <laughs> Doc's got but, the Bills thirty four twenty three, so we're all on Buffalo. I haven't seen him getting act, activated to the, the active roster, so I don't know when he's going to start playing. That's good though that we're all on Buffalo. That way, if Broncos do win, we all took the L for that one, and doesn't yeah, matter. I'll switch it. You're wanting it's the Broncos. last game of the week, so I mean, if I'm game out, I have to switch that one. Yeah, if I'm a game out, I'm probably definitely switching to Buffalo or Denver on the app. I wouldn't do that here, but boys. If uh, I'm a game ahead, I'm switching Denver. Fuck it. <laughs> Go for oh, the secure awesome. win. Go for the well, secure win. But then you always got to – some of those guys don't forget to change the game, so you don't want to fuck yourself neither. That's the problem True. you run into is some of these guys don't change it. You know, pe- people that I actually – wouldn't mind seeing when I say, Hey, you might want to change your pick to here just to give them the nod just to cause chaos. But you should um, do that for scores also. But I mean, that's a story hey, for another day. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you know, the scores right underneath the game. So, you know, I'm telling you, it's it hard to see. It's kind of hard to see when you're going through picking them. I usually pick right before I go to bed at night. Just make sure well, I'm I, there, nice and good. I just, I Chris, I, before that week, Chris has, he never made picks for points. He's never picked points no. in any, in any I of the game. I don't you. know if he's doing it now. but it hasn't I, been close I, enough yet. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> scroll and pick them, and then I get to the point section. I'm like, I'm not going to get this far anyway, so why fucking <laughs> think about it? I just I just throw a number in there every week. <laughs> I just throw something in there. I think someone I think someone went too fast, and it glitched because they only had four points. I think they were trying to hit a 40-something, and then that second, that second number did not go through. That's what happened. Two safeties. Two, yeah, shit, that could have happened. We saw a safety in the Falcons game. So, you know, at one point, it was like, what, five to, to fucking. Not a turnover. It's not considered a turnover in the stat sheet. It's better than a turnover, though. 
It is, it is better, better than, than a turnover. turnover. <laughs> it's you get points turnover. and the ball. You do get hey, unless it's that like what that one weird league is where you can just do a drop punt and then Oh, like the Canadian uh, League? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Some weird-ass yeah, rule. That's I weird. Don't, don't understand how that works, but okay. It's Canada. Well, dude. I don't know why I just wanted to try that every time. Oh, but... Canada. Yeah, I don't know. But boys, Plus we have a big show. To... Yeah, punk coverage. Yeah, we, we have a big show tomorrow, boys, though. We have some college football. The rankings just came out. Only two new spots in the top ten changed. And, of course, number nine, number ten. So a couple big games this week. Can't wait to talk Big about Big matchups could shake up the top 10. Yeah. yeah it's... Does Georgia finally lose? And if they do, how far does Georgia fall? How far does Ole Miss go? What do you do now with the five? There'd be a bunch of one-loss teams in there. I mean, and you never know. Maybe I'm saying Penn State beats Michigan. Ole Miss would so... have to be the best one-loss team. They'd have to be the number one one-loss team. But, see, this is where the committee, and I know we're going to talk about it tomorrow, that they are – what we mentioned, Luke, off-air is – I read what Greg McElroy said, and you know he, he's honestly spot on with this. Is you know you have the you have Ohio State number one because of the resume, and then you have Oregon, Alabama, Texas, Texas beat Bama, so that's why they have because the resumes are so close. But Oregon's resume is not close to Texas and Alabama's, so why isn't Texas higher than Oregon? Same thing with Alabama, and yeah, then why is Florida probably, State? They're, they're just probably playing safe right now until like some more games play out, and they can they have to move teams because the team's lost. They don't want to move teams, and people get all pissed off. Like, oh, you moved them for no reason. It's probably why Florida State didn't move, or some of these other teams that didn't like. They have like better, better uh, strength schedule. So, big conversations tomorrow, boys. Big conversations, big conversations tomorrow. tomorrow. Texas is still number seven, though. Still at number seven. That's all. Start Manning. Right Start Manning. He's been rumored to be transferring. I said he's going to pull the, pit, the old Quinn Ewers and transfer after one year. I don't think Quinn Ewers goes to right. the nation or the draft, but we'll talk about that tomorrow for sure. Right. LSU needs to recruit. Get him in there. <laughs> yeah, Daniel's gone. We got Nuss Myers. Is Daniel's <laughs> gone after this? Yeah, he's got it. This he's is last year. Is it sixth year? Okay, I didn't know if it was sixth year or fifth year. Yeah, he's gone. He's in the draft. Yeah, I saw it's a mock for, draft to Atlanta. Get, I saw Garrett. a mock draft to the Falcons getting him. So it's like, that's my Yeah, he came in with Georgia last year, put up twenty points. He also didn't take a single snap, and then can't really expect him to do anything. Yeah, I mean, it was also in Alabama too. Chris, I trust. I understand how it feels to have a fucking true freshman starting against Alabama in a big game. Happened when Colt McCoy got hurt. We had a true freshman, never took a snap, snap in his life, coming the national championship game. So definitely understand uh, how it feels to do that against Alabama. Alabama's dirty, dude. That was a dirty ass hit. Illegal hit. But hey, that it is bad. what it is. Hit him in the hit him in here and then drove him to the ground. Just a big old jerk. That is momentum. <laughs> yeah, momentum <laughs> my ass. But oh boys, great yeah, show. Great episode. Great episode. Can't wait to talk college tomorrow and dive into some of this college action of boys. Shout out to Doc. You know, he's he's dying, but rooting for him to pull through. Luke, great show from you. Chris, great from you as well. I'm Mark Davis. This is All About the Balls Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.